0: The big story, of course, remains uh, COVID. And I'm now joined by Dr Ilona Duffy. She's a Monaghan-based GP. Ilona, there were huge, huge numbers yesterday, over uh, 20,000. You, along with many of your colleagues, are on the front line. Were you surprised by those numbers at all?
1: Durville, we're not surprised at all and I think many of us believe that the numbers in reality are probably far higher because I think as everybody knows there have been ongoing difficulties for people over the Christmas period in accessing PCR testing. So many people have given up and just um, decided to isolate or, or manage with um, antigen tests so I definitely think on the ground uh, the numbers are higher.
0: And what has it been like for example in your own uh, clinic in Monaghan? Obviously we know that at different uh, test centres around the country there have been particular uh, difficulties. Have you struggled to get uh, PC, PCR tests, even I suppose through, through the the what you hope is maybe the, the faster route of a of a, a GP or a HSE referral.
1: Well, we don't seem to be having um, easier access. I've already dealt with a patient this morning who's unvaccinated, really quite unwell has a positive antigen test, so we presume he has COVID, he's very symptomatic, and was referred yesterday but has had no text yet. I also managed another patient yesterday who was referred on Wednesday and will not be tested until Sunday. So really we're finding that there are massive delays. And, And the concern with that is that, you know, if somebody who's got symptoms on Wednesday, yes, we've got to hope they're going to isolate. They're not being tested until Sunday, but if they're kind of relying on antigen tests and getting negative results or kind of feeling, well, maybe I'm not that bad, I can go to the shops, I can do a few things, um, it's, it's going to create big difficulties and we're going to see further spread. And that's, I think that's our real concern. We need to be able to access the testing easily and be sure that those who should be isolating are doing that.
0: So I think we can safely assume that the, the, the true numbers, the true incidence is much, much higher um, than those uh, even record figures that we have. You've been through, Alona. a um, all of the variants from from A to to O. Um, Is it your experience that this is much, much more transmissible? Obviously, the numbers suggest that, but just in terms of people's interactions in, um, in contracting the Omicron variant in particular?
1: Well, in the last few weeks, we've definitely seen a change in how it's presenting in households. So... One person may start off with symptoms but within a matter of days and really it seems to be spreading much more quickly than previous variants. so the incubation period obviously is that bit shorter and what we're finding is that everybody in the house is positive and not only that but if they've visited or somebody's visited them it doesn't even need to be long spells together. They seem to be uh, contagious and spreading it to them as well. So it really is, is is spreading so fast. The other interesting thing is most people when they test positive or are symptomatic I'll often say, well, any idea how you got it? And, you know, prior to this, people would say, well, no, I know it was a close contact, and somebody I know is just wrong me to say they're, they're positive. This time around, people are saying, I don't know how I got it. I've been really careful. We've minimal contact with people, but they're still becoming infected, and obviously then infectious too
0: Yeah just the, the, just the high uh, level of infection. Just on that issue I'm just kind of I suppose because many many people really really did restrict they had a very very small Christmas this year but earlier on the Chief Medical Officer uh, Dr Tony Holland was on Morning Ireland and he was asked his views on the current and still unchanged government advice that four households can meet. Let's have a quick uh, listen to this
1: this clear advice. So government set out that position based on our advice a couple of weeks ago. And that still is the official position. But now we've seen a significant surge in infection and has continued unabated. We have in excess of 20,000 cases uh, announced yesterday. We think because of the constraints in our testing capacity that if we, if we didn't have those constraints, we might have had as many as 30,000 cases. Right now, what is the most effective thing that I can do as an individual to protect myself? And meeting up in large numbers of four households at this point in time, given the levels of infection that we have, uh, is simply not safe.
0: Lone, I just want to talk to you about the the importance of messaging because obviously what the Chief Medical Officer is saying is that the current advice, government advice, is still for households. He was saying that was based on, uh, you know, that... Advice they'd give to the government a couple of weeks ago. He's now saying that you shouldn't meet in four households. And although the government hasn't officially changed its advice, he did go on to say that uh, Health Minister Stephen Donnelly agrees with him. But the me- it, you can understand why my members of the public would be confused.
1: I think we're all confused, even as doctors, we're confused. And and it beggar's belief, really, that there's been such silence from the government and really such lack of decision-making. I mean, I think it's clear to everybody that Omicron is out of control. It is everywhere in our community, that every time you meet someone, there is a possibility you're going to contract this virus. And if we don't have strong messaging coming from on high and that's really government messaging stating Mm -hmm. that you should not be meeting people. Tonight is New Year's Eve. We know that people will be gathering In their homes, people will be gathering. In pubs, people will be meeting in restaurants. Closing them at at 8 o'clock does not stop this spread. And the reality of it is, it is always a night of socialisation. And I think if we thought things were bad over Christmas with people meeting, I think things will continue to be bad over this bank holiday weekend and we will see further spikes and further rises. And the fact that we've had no messaging, I mean, the strongest message has been from Tony Houlin today. And even that is nowhere as strong as previous messages we would have heard from them. And I think that's, Um, One has to wonder, is that a measure of the curtailment that has been put on him and his ability to speak out? And it's very disappointing.
0: I I suppose it is still confusing because he's saying Stephen Donnelly agrees with him, yet we haven't had any official um, line as of yet today. I assume that you would not be advising uh, households of four uh, to be meeting tonight, Ilona? I think you know.
1: Be practical about this. is what I'd be saying to everybody. If if you meet this virus and if somebody in your household gets it, even if you're vaccinated, you're going to have to isolate for anywhere from five to ten days, depending on whether you've had your booster. Obviously, if you become infected, you're going to be completely isolating in your room, not able to return to work, not able to get back into normal life. So even on, on kind of a practical basis of protect yourself so that you're able to go to work, you're able to go back to doing your normal daily living, and it's it's one we. Weekend. I know people are frustrated, they're tired, we really worked so hard at this but this is the final surge to get through this Omicron variant and protect those around you because I think that's the other message that Tony Hogan has, that we're seeing a rapid rise in our hospital admissions. And, and, and that's obviously the key, yeah.
0: one of the key um, uh, indicators that they're looking at. It'll be interesting to see even as late as today if there'll be any change in the official advice. But look, let's get on to uh, the new thing we're going to be facing on Monday and that is the new testing um, regime. Now, For those under 39, um, um, only those with positive antigen tests um, uh, should go for a PCR test, uh, unless you're a healthcare worker. This rationalisation of PCR tests, it's not unique to Ireland, we're seeing it in the UK and elsewhere. Is that the right way to go, given the uh, level of community transmission at the moment?
1: Well, I we've seen the use of antigen tests in other countries, such as the UK, where they were freely available to people and people were encouraged to use them even when asymptomatic. And we know that all along the message has been they have a role if you're going to be gathering together or you're going to a high-risk environment, do an antigen test to see can we pick you up before you become symptomatic in that day or two before when you may have a high viral load and therefore be infectious. Now, we're being told that if you're symptomatic, do antigen tests, but we know that they have, you know, they have limited capacity for picking up the virus and really are only of benefit if you get them at the right time. So I think the rather somebody who has, who has symptoms and who now has to ring a number and wait on antigen tests to be posted out to them. We're talking about a delay of a minimum of two days before they're going to receive those tests. And my fear is that in that intervening time, yes, some people will buy antigen tests if they can get them. But I can tell you they're already hard to get. Like Little, I think was the source of supply for many people, and they haven't had any for days. Pharmacies are reporting that they're having short supplies as well, and we've seen that there also the been reports of
0: huge markups of of antigen tests, even where um, they are available. What are the issues, um, Elona? Is and about, you know, um, the, the role of antigen tests um, and their, their ability to be used as proof of infection. You know, a lot of people will say, well, look, you know, um, what, what about the fact that I may need it for, for, for my work, for my employer? They're demanding a PCR test rather than this. Or for perhaps maybe somebody who develops long COVID down the line. Look, I mean, is there a fear that if people don't get these positive PCR tests, that it could impact on them in terms of their health, but also their employment?
1: Well, I think there are two parts to this. Number one, if you have a positive antigen test, you will be allowed to get a PCR test. The concern for me is that those people who are symptomatic and have negative antigen tests, of which there are many, many, and and I think we know that the many people who will report that they've done multiple antigen tests on themselves, and it's only when they've gone and had the PCR test that they've had confirmation that they've COVID. So the worry is that we're going to miss symptomatic people who are highly contagious who are doing antigen tests they're finding that they're negative and they are perhaps believing that they're okay and that it is okay to go out and circulate it's okay to have people come into their homes and therefore see the continued spread of of the virus so i actually think it would have been better that if you were symptomatic so if you're symptomatic and you have a positive antigen test that there is a way of reporting that and that that is counted as a recognized positive positive covid infection and therefore you're able to get your asserts, you're able to stay off work, have your sick benefit, all of those kind of things, and that we would prioritize those people who are symptomatic and who have had a negative antigen test that we're getting them tested so that we know not only just for the issues with regards to should they be out and about, but I have to say even for the healthcare setting, for us in general practice, one of the things that we, we try to get is that if we have children or adults who have have respiratory symptoms, we'll advise them to get that PCR test so that then if they are getting worse, that we know it's safe for us to see them. And while, yes, we can theoretically see people who are COVID positive, it's much more difficult. We have to clean out rooms after them. We have to ensure they're not meeting other people in our waiting rooms. We have to wear our full PPE. So clearly it's more time consuming and more risky for us our practice and any other patients in it. So I think this is a big mistake. I think it could have been done better and it's hard to know why. Perhaps their rationale is that they want to be able to monitor the COVID, the actual positives so that they're monitoring the transmission of this variant. But to be honest I think the practicalities and the safety of it make no sense. Uh,
0: the Irish Times amongst the other papers has a, a good uh, Q a guide with, but it but it notes that the World Health Organisation advice suggests that positivity rates should be about 5% for government to understand how the virus is transmitting in the country. Obviously, with uh, the, obviously with so many people going forward for tests, we've seen um, positivity rates of up to 40 or 50%, uh, percent, which I suppose gives an insight into the scale of the pandemic. But for people at home and kind of, you know, a lot of people um, are trying to distinguish is it COVID, is it not COVID? Um, if you have a cold, you know, are the symptoms, uh, particularly of the Omicron variant, changing? And what is the advice in particular for those households where someone may suspect that they have it, but perhaps, you know, it's, it's, as you say, at present, it's only um with those with a positive antigen test uh, that you go for the PCR. So what's the advice for households?
1: Well, I suppose the advice, first of all, for anyone who's symptomatic is that the symptoms may be very mild, and especially if you're vaccinated, they're going to be mild. And that will include the basic symptoms of a head cold, sneezing, cough, scratchy, itchy throat, you may not have high temperatures. But I think if you have any of those symptoms as well as all of the well-listed symptoms such as the cough, the vomiting and diarrhea, conjunctivitis in children, you have to presume you have COVID and you have to take precautions. Now, that is difficult because obviously there are other viruses circulating which are presenting in a similar fashion. But the advice at the moment is that if you have a household member who has any of those symptoms, to develops those symptoms now, um, everybody has to kind of restrict their movements. I think that's going to be very hard to police and I think it's going to be very hard to adhere to and people are going to say, well, it's so mild. I get a head cold at this time of the year every year. Do I really have to restrict? They'll probably do an antigen test on themselves, but it's negative. I think it's going to be very hard to, to be sure that these people are going to stay at home when the symptoms are so mild. Yet that is the advice.
0: Yeah, and obviously huge pressures on the system. Look, Iluna Duffy, we're going to leave it there, but thanks a million for joining us this morning and happy new year.